You're listening to the Open Rose Podcast, where we discuss the beautiful ways God is pruning our minds and healing our souls. This is your host, Juanita Longenbach, Master Splunkna Practitioner, a Holy Spirit-guided theologian and lover of truth. I'm here to wrestle with the text of Scripture with you, edify you in your walk with Jesus, and ultimately bring God glory as we serve Him in His kingdom as His royal priesthood. So straighten your crown, brush off your robe of righteousness, and join me in today's episode. In today's episode, we dive in a little deeper into the topic of breast implant illness. We discuss different options for reconstruction, and we also talk about looking at our bodies as the temple they were meant to be. So stick around. It'll be an interesting conversation. Okay, welcome back. We are here at episode four. Jen Harvey is with me again. Hey, Jen. Hello. We are going to get right to it today. We loved so much of the responses that we got from the last episode. Thank you all who have reached out. Thank you for listening and listening to such a long story, but being patient to get through it because it was such a good episode and we got to talk about so much medical stuff um, and then also the diagnosis I will probably have an update for you guys next episode. We're still in the waiting for appointment stage. Been treading water here for a while. So hopefully by next episode, we'll have some updates. But we thought since we didn't get to it last time, we want to share Jen's story of her breast implant illness. There's so many people that reached out asking more about that. So we thought we would dedicate this episode to just hearing her story and Hopefully, we'll answer some questions. So, Jen, go ahead and share with us how that went for you. Okay. Yeah, I had got breast implants. I got saline implants in 2001 um, after you had told me about breast implant illness. And in September, actually September 5th, 2019, in the last two years, I have noticed that I had 26 of the 45 symptoms that were listed on what I found, the research I found for breast implant illness. And one of the symptoms was wonderful to have relieved was ringing in my ears. I didn't realize that I had had it all the time until it was gone. And seeing that that is listed as a symptom and now not getting ringing in my ears is just, gosh, so many things. Mm -hmm. There were so many symptoms. Some women can have implants and, and maybe don't have any symptoms at all. I just think we we probably don't want to admit that something that we've done to make ourselves feel better is going to make us feel worse. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how some people can have implants, breast implants, and not experience any symptoms. And then those of us, we just like, it's literally killing us. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so crazy. And you know, it's an interesting conversation that I had with the last plastic surgeon that I had met with the one who wanted the MRI done before he could have the surgery with me, he told me that back in the 90s when they rejected silicone implants, they ended up bringing them back because they had proof that they were causing illness, they were causing symptoms, and they were hurting people, but they couldn't prove 
why or who. So because they couldn't say, here's the people that will be effective and this is why, they could totally just start marketing them again. Even though they had proof that they do hurt people, they just couldn't say who they were going to hurt and why they were going to hurt them. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It is. It's like, wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, and it's a big, big industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy what, what we've allowed to be acceptable. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of research I didn't do before I had my implants in, obviously, but they did tell us like, you know, the symptoms to look for if your incisions aren't healing or the implant isn't like put in there right, or if it's starting to get hard or something, there's like these little things that you can look for, but it wasn't anything like long-term. It was like right away in the first five days to 10 days. And then the next two weeks or, you know, six months down the road, I think was the longest that they even like had you looking for any kind of symptoms from your surgery. Right. But yeah, nothing autoimmune. mm -mm, No. And I think that's the, one of the important things about having this show is that I'm hoping that there may be listeners who have been experiencing some kind of symptoms, have been going to doctors, have been getting tests done, being diagnosed even, but not understanding why those diagnoses are there. If it is something that could be from an implant, well, here's an opportunity to look into that because it might be wise to have the implants removed so that you can no longer be experiencing those symptoms. Some people, it depends on their situations. It's sometimes better to leave the implant in. So it's always best to just take what you know and what you can learn and go to your doctor about it and have the discussion. Like conversations cannot hurt anything. For me personally, I wish I would have had my implants removed before I had my hysterectomy. I'll never know if that was the best thing for me because I did it the other way. But um, I may not have had to have a hysterectomy if just getting the implants out was my biggest problem. So I hope that we can all learn to trust our bodies and to seek the truth. Yeah. If we can help anybody, I hope we do. Yeah. You know, there's this big body positive thing going on and, and that's kind of more geared toward people who are overweight, but there also needs to be just the conversation like with our, our children, with our daughters. I know my 12 year old, I want her to just embrace every part of her. And, and even for myself, I remember looking at some old photos that I had done. It was in between Ryan and Corey. I had a friend who was doing some boudoir photo shoots. I had her take pictures to give to my husband. And I was just telling him the other day, I was like, you know, when I look at those pictures, like, I miss that. I miss that girl that I was like, that was before my implants. I was just happy with the body I had. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we just kind of get stuck into this idea that we have to fit into the culture and we have to look like the girls that are on all these, you know, before we would say covers of magazines, (laughs) our kids now have no idea what a magazine is, but they are seeing it on all everything, commercials, Instagram feeds, Facebook feeds, you know, it's all over. The commercials are ridiculous. Like just watching commercials, everything matching, everything perfect. And and the contoured faces. And, you know, it's like, if we really want to preach and teach body positive, we really just need to be happy with who we are, who God created us to be, how he knit us together in our mother's womb. And 
man, I would give anything to have my little boobies back. <laughs> Are we allowed you're, to say that on here? <laughs> you're about to. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, but it's and let's give it's, the cancer yeah. away with it. Yes. Well, and that's the thing is that this cancer represents so much more than just this, you know, white spots on a mammogram in my in my photos. You know, this really does show me this cancer is all over the place. It's in our world that we have to be willing to reject and cut out. And I'm not I'm not saying that those who have implants and are happy with them that, you know, there's no shame in that either. Mm. You know, if that's the route you choose to go and that's perfect for you and you're happy with all that, great. There's no judgment at all. But those of us who our bodies reject them, now that I have this opportunity to not only remove them from my body, but also the cancer, I am now going to be forced to accept whatever's left afterwards. And it's not going to be as nice as it started, (laughs) to put it gently. No matter what they do. I mean, I just watched a 30-minute video from my plastic surgeon explaining all the different ways that they try to make you look normal again. And it's not going to be what was there in those pictures I was looking at from (laughs) 15 years ago. But, you know, you just learn. You learn to love and accept you for who you are. And I realized that I am so much more than what comes across on a photo or what can fill or not fill a dress or a top. I bring so much more to the table. And I want that message to be across that if you decide to go with a a surgery to give yourself implants, whether it's breast implants or butt implants or cheek implants or whatever, know that there is risks to that because there's foreign body that you're injecting inside of you and placing inside of you. So your body could reject, but at the same time, are you able to be happy with yourself without it just because there are those risks? And if you're not, then that's a decision that you make between your doctor and yourself and your significant other. But I just want there to be another conversation out there of like, hey, there is so many more options. I was looking at um, this website. It's called Project Scars, I think, or maybe the Scars Project. Anyway, it's a a group of photographers that done photo shoots of women that are post mastectomy mm. who chose out of reconstruction and they just have these photo shoots of them with their scars and the whole idea was to let there be photos out there because when people are diagnosed with breast cancer and you go to the Googles and the YouTubes and all that you can't really find a a lot of pictures of people who have, I mean, I guess it's probably now, but maybe three, four years ago, they were just non-existent. They couldn't find, couldn't find a lot of photos of women who chose not to reconstruct. So those that don't want to reconstruct, there wasn't really anything out there to even see what would it be like if I chose not to reconstruct and just let my body just be flat chested. And so there's this scars project out there that is documenting these women and putting them up on the internet and letting us look at them so that we have this even idea like, okay, that's also acceptable. And I think that's it. It's just, it's acceptable. No matter what your decision is, it's acceptable. Our bodies are our choice and not to look at what's in the mirror as much as what is inside. There's people that I know that have been in horrible car accidents and 
completely disfigured. They've lost parts of their bodies or burned from head to toe. And they're beautiful people. Like we need to stop thinking that everything has to look so perfect. And Yeah. Yeah. We have gone away from the beauty and that is not shallow. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, it's such a distraction. You know, it's a distraction that the enemy wants. He wants us to be focused on ourselves and focused on this world. Yeah. He doesn't want us focused on each other and focused on eternity, which is where God has us. He wants us to see that there's so much more to offer this world than what cup size I am. Amen. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I know everything comes in different times and I know that there is, uh, like I said, I wonderful friends of mine that have had implants and don't feel any pain from them and haven't had any sufferings from them at all. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Lucky, you know, lucky, good. I'm so glad. I'm so thankful for that because it's, it can be hell. It really can. There can be times where, I mean, even, even now as I'm talking about it and I know that soon I will be able to go under the knife again, which you know, who wants that? Whoever wants to go on a gurney and be put out, knocked unconscious and cut open and, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's not fun. It's no. not fun at all. None of it. The recovery, four to six weeks on my thing. Will you allow for four to six weeks of recovery? I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> okay, here I go. I have to. I have do. to do that because it, but you know, they didn't, none of this was even brought to my attention. And I know there's people right now that are looking to have them done. And so this is, this is kind of the conversation. I think not so much like scaring you. Oh, don't do it. You know, it's the worst ever. No, some people get them and they love them and they're great and they don't hurt them and all that. Great. Yeah. There's other alternatives. I know for me, if I do choose to reconstruct, I at this point, I don't know what's going to happen. I'll make my decision on Thursday. But as of right now, I believe I will just go with a lumpectomy on my right side, which is where the stage zero cancer is. And that will deform that side. It will need to be reconstructed to match the other. But I'm also going to be having my explant done at the same time. So removing those implants, removing the cancer from my right side, I don't know what it's going to look like afterwards. Yeah. But there is possibility of reconstruction by using my own tissue. So not only are they able to do a fat transfer, which is where they're able to pull fat out, they have to do it very gently. It's not like normal liposuction where you're just sucking it out and throwing it in somewhere else. They have to be very <laughs> careful because these cells have to stay alive. So they gently remove it from one part of your, your body and then they have to build a shelf, build it, have to use the machine to kind of make a pocket to put the fat into your breast. Oh, and it's, yeah, it's kind of a process. And in fact, our next episode, we'll have my friend Priscilla on and she will go into her, um, the details of her surgeries that she's had and, and fat transfer is one of them. And so we're excited to hear more about that option. Yeah. But um, there is just other ways of doing it. They also remove even full chunks of your skin. They'll do a tummy tuck. They'll use that part of your tissue, the skin to build breast tissue. If you do a mastectomy, they can also remove from the inner thigh or the 
buttock area. So there's ways to do that to build breast tissue with your own body. So that's also an option and it's not perfect. I mean, they will create what looks like to be a nipple and they will tattoo around it afterwards. And it's, it's not horrible for those that are looking to reconstruct without having to use prosthetics. So that's an option. If I didn't watch that video that my plastic surgeon sent me, I wouldn't have even known that that was an option. Mm -hmm. Those who don't have cancer, but are looking to, to maybe do something like an implant, but don't want to use a prosthetic, then that's an option that the fat transfers are getting, you know, they're out there. More doctors are doing them. They're getting more experience with them and they're looking really good with fat though. The one thing is that, you know, they, they have to be very careful. And so you might, you might get the the cup size you want and then down the road, it might lessen as those fat cells have died or whatever. And then you might have to go in and kind of plump it up later. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We'll learn more about that next episode, but it's interesting. This is stuff that we would never have. I didn't know about it. I'm like, this is awesome. It's good to know that there's options for those that don't want to put something prosthetic in their body that their immune system may fight for the rest of their life or until they get it out. And that's the, that's the problems that Jen and I had with our implants is that our bodies reject them as foreign objects and are basically fighting them. So our immune system is fighting them every day. Our low white blood count shows that there's a chronic infection in our body. And well, yeah, our, our immune system's fighting this infection of these implants in our body. Yeah. I was a lot smaller before I had got my implants. I was also a lot Mm -hmm. younger and my experience having my implants removed Um, I didn't opt for a fat transfer or anything and, um, I'm very happy with my size. I, I had to learn to let go of that illusion and be happy with, with whatever my outcome was because I wanted to be healthy. And I think that that's where we all need to come from is our body is a temple and we need to treat it as such and put good food and get good sleep and do all the things that we can to to live as long as God wants us here. Yeah. And so that's that's just my my experience. I think that's a good way to even just end the episode. I think that we, you know, want to get get it out there, let people know the experience and how our Yeah, please yeah, reach out. There's an email in the show notes. You can click on that, um, theopenrosepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to email anything, we've got a Facebook group and all that. So I'll add all that in the show notes. But thanks, Jen, for sharing your story and just being yeah. vulnerable. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I know it's not it's not always the easiest thing to talk about. But, um, yeah, let's go ahead and pray, and we'll, we'll uh, end this episode for today. So, Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much for – just allowing us to talk openly about this, you know, such a intimate subject to bring before the audience, but Lord, that we can do this also before you, the creator of the universe, that we don't need to shy away from these things and topics that are 
that would seem like you wouldn't want to talk about this in church. Well, Lord, we can talk about it with you. We can bring everything and anything to you. And we thank you for that. We thank you that you love us, that you created our bodies to be um, image bearers of you, that we come before the world and we share them your love through our bodies. And then we just ask you to remind us of that truth that we are here to image you. And thank you for that. Help us to remember to be good stewards, like Jen was saying, you know, build us up into healthy bodies and be good stewards of of what we have and how long that we can be here to minister to others and to care for others and be healthy for others. And we just thank you for that reminder, Lord, that we are here to serve you and glorify you with our bodies. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next time, Jen. Have a good night. All right. You too. Bye. The Open Rose Podcast is produced by Juanita Longenbach. Our theme song is El Corazón de la Rosa by Tim Langness. To support this podcast or become a guest, please visit pruningthemind.com. Click on the Open Rose podcast at the top of the page. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a Splunkna practitioner or looking for a practitioner in your area, visit splunkna.com. Thank you for listening to the Open Rose podcast where we are pruning the mind, healing the soul, so we can bloom and bloom with grace. Today's episode was brought to you by The Open Rose, located in Bulverde, Texas. Emotional baggage weighing you down? Struggling through unwanted symptoms or behaviors? Does God seem far away or even non-existent? Visit pruningthemind.com or call 719-232-6544 to schedule an in-person or virtual session with me, Juanita Langenbach. I'm a wife and a mother of three who followed the lead of God to serve Him as a Spongna practitioner. Come check out emotional psychology within biblical boundaries from a kingdom mindset. Be welcome to the garden where lies are uprooted, boughs are pruned, and nourishment is offered. The Open Rose, pruning the mind, healing the soul.